Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Check in and stay up to date all day long. In the car, on my way to work, heading home. Listening online keeps you in touch while you work at Talk1370.com. Get it right now. Talk 1370. Anywhere I need. The right choice. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill. Les Kaiser and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. Man, we are fired up. It's been another fantastic. Fired up. Yeah, 2X, as in the duel in Detroit, fired up. And we're we're really excited. Obviously, we had IndyCar all weekend with the duel in Detroit two races. Had a fantastic MotoGP race and Red Bull Rallycross and lots of stories. Lewis Hamilton fighting with the Formula One, you name it. It is, uh, it's all Indy going on. Indy cars, Formula One, cats and dogs. Dogs and cats living <laughs> together. I love it. The Bill Murray reference. Yes, you got it. You I got did it. get that. Good man, good man. <laughs> but uh, I do kind of enjoy the, the banter that's going on between the Indy car and the Formula One crowd. Uh, I don't know. I think we need to have them meet more often over at, you know, the race of champions. <laughs> put them in equal cars. Quit pointing at the technology or quit pointing at the equipment. Let's put driver to driver and go for it. Absolutely. Heel to, heel to toe. Let's go. Heel to toe, baby. You know, I, I think it's it's fun for us just to just to make to watch them making fun of each other, but I, I don't think it's any any really big deal. I think it's good for both sports, right? Oh, I think it is. I think it is. I think it builds curiosity, quite honestly, about the other sport. And uh, so, you know, we follow all kinds of open wheel stuff here. And so I think that's, it's pretty cool to see them actually acknowledging each other. And, and you know, I, I don't know how serious anybody really is, except, you know, Fernando just wondering if Honda can build a motor that doesn't explode. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's really about the only thing that uh, I'd say it's consistent between the two right now. Well, let's talk about what we got going on tonight because we are so excited because Graham Rahal, the winner of both races in IndyCar this weekend at the Detroit Duel, and uh, he's going to join us live at about 740-ish. Yeah. We'll see how that all that goes, but yeah, he's sometime got, this evening. Uh, he said he's got like three hours of media interviews going on. So uh, well, Hopefully we'll get him for five or ten minutes of you that. You bet, you bet. Also, of course, we are going to talk about MotoGP. Huge race for Ducati. I mean, huge, actually. And then uh, we're going to talk a little Red Bull Global Rallycross because Jonathan Green is out there calling that. He's doing the track commentary out there. And he is, uh, this was in Boston this time, and he's going to be joining us yeah, here. Yeah. He's going to be calling in here in just a minute. Hey, and you know, when, uh, when we have Graham on, let's make sure and check in on Courtney Force. Uh, Courtney had a bad run yesterday, qualified very well, but uh, had a motor explosion in her dragster. And uh, sometimes things don't actually hurt until the next day or two. So uh, I knew Graham was uh, checking in on her yesterday, and she actually did a race again. So I'm betting she's doing okay. 
Yeah, because that's his wife. That, that's right. You know, that's uh, that's the fastest couple in racing right now. Yeah, you no got kidding. Courtney Force over there in drag racing the funny cars, and uh, Graham pulling the double today in at Indy. You know, Graham. Obviously, this has only been done once before, where they where somebody won. I think it was thirteen, two thousand thirteen. Was it? I wasn't sure if it had been done at all. Yeah, I was listening to the IndyCar coverage, and I and what are the odds? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and you know, we'll definitely get in deeper, but Graham ran a very methodical and very even keel race. He was aggressive at times, by all means. I'm sure uh, Hunter Ray has a few words for him. Yeah, but, uh, but then uh, you know. He, it, it was smart. He was smart. Yeah, well, there were so many stories in IndyCar, and we're going to touch on all those, but I think I want to start... I mean, there's a ton in Indy. There was everything from Esteban Gutierrez to, uh, to Kumasato trying to follow up Indy 500. Uh, there's tons of other stories in IndyCar. We'll touch on all those, but let's go to MotoGP right now because that was a fantastic race, and I, uh, I got to watch every second of the race, and Ducatis, those Ducatis look like they were... They look like they're running nitrous oxide in the straights, man. They were so fast, even more so than usual. Yeah, it really did. It looks good. Mugello's a neat course, too. But, uh, you know, I have to wonder if all of that that was going on, the the, the passion of the Italians there, and, and Ducati's obviously, you know, one of their home manufacturers. Uh, Domenicali, uh, the CEO of Ducati, was there and actually was quite animated. If you saw the end of the race, uh, he got quite quite animated, and that's uh, that's not the way he is. We met him here during the Panigale debut uh, reveal for the R, and uh, he was very, very monotone, very uh, un-Italian, if you will. He just <laughs> yeah. he wasn't real excitable, and he just was back very uh, reserved through, through the entire weekend of the reveal. But... Uh, yeah, definitely great time. Loved seeing the battle with all the guys up there. Dovey just phenomenal. So happy for those guys. I know. With uh, Dovey, Andrea Divizioso was uh, was incredibly fast and 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 rode a good strategic race as well. And and how many Ducatis in the top ten? If you count all different forms of factory teams and others, because. Uh, Petrucci, Danilo Petrucci was it was on the podium. Was, on, was third. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, so you had Dovey first, Petrucci third. Uh, let's see. Got to go back to uh, you know Lorenzo, Lorenzo. Lorenzo was in eighth. Uh, Iannone tenth. So there's four in the top ten. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty cool, and I'm I'm glad to see Iannone uh, showing well. You know, you hate to see somebody leave a team, but uh, hey, that was awesome stuff. Marquez, is anybody else surprised how mediocre or mid-pack Marquez is this year? Yeah. Here he is again, sixth place, and uh, that that just uh, still kind of shocks me. And I'd really like to do, I'm going to give myself some homework. I'm going to do some research and go back and compare the Honda times, lap times, last year to this year. And compare the others. I want to see, did Honda fall That's off good. or did everybody yeah. catch up with them? Uh, it's definitely a, a different field set. Valentino was on a charge, still came up short of the podium, but uh, fourth place. It's always great well, to see Valentino working that. And, of course, the big story for Valentino Rossi was, was he even going to race after the motocross accident? That's right. He had a tough motorcycle accident, uh, beat him in the chest and abdomen pretty bad. And that was definitely questionable. I believe it was Wednesday afternoon. He finally got the doctors all clear to race. 
and uh, was cleared with Dorna. So uh, glad to see that wasn't as serious as it could be. And one of the things that you know they were concerned with was stamina. Uh, certainly, a stamina stamina has uh, not come as strong as it has been. So. It's Rossi. He's going to figure out a way to do it's it. Superman. Uh, He's a 40-year-old Superman. No kidding. Almost 40 or whatever. And, was he, 39, something uh, like yeah, that? Yeah, and Johan Zarco. I am loving watching Johan run. I was but, just looking at that. I was wondering if you were going to talk about him because yeah, it's been fun to watch this year, man. He is just on fire. And like I said, I love it. He is kind of you know almost out of nowhere. You know, He's not a name that we've seen a lot up in the front. And then here he is just hammering away full beans on these. Yeah, but there's nothing like this Italian rider, Italian motorcycle in the Italian Grand Prix with the VCSO winning, man. I just know that crowd was just crazy. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, the, talk about the Italians in the in the lead there. So, the VCSO is uh, looking really good for the points. He's got 79, Rossi at 75 points. Go down to Petrucci with 42 points. So the Italians were fired up. And then you look at the brands, you know, uh, Dovi on the Ducati going down to Jorge and Petrucci, both on Ducatis for points. A lot of points for Ducati this year. Redding is at 11. So, yep. So, all right, Les, what else? Any other surprises in the, in the Italian GP and uh, MotoGP? Anything that jumps out at you? I mean, I know that... Uh, I mean, look, Ducati winning it is a bit of a surprise. Anytime that it's not Yamaha or Honda, it's a little bit of a surprise. Or Suzuki, but... Right, right. You know, uh, I can't say that there really was, but uh, let me let me skip a little bit to Moto2. Alex Marquez, Mark's brother, is uh, putting some hurt on some folks, and I mean that in a good way. He is running strong. He's had a great series of races so far. I'm really curious to see when he's going to get a GP test. And I want to see if what we've heard about him, rumors from folks that have seen he and Mark together on comparable bikes, saying that he's faster than his brother Mark. <laughs> I want to see that come true. Well, also, uh, the uh, you know following up with, I don't know we talked about it last week with Nikki Hayden, but there was lots of helmets out there and and lots of tributes to, to Nikki Hayden still. And... And you know, and it was it was good to see that. Hey, it really was. And to give you an idea, so the service I believe was Monday uh, midday uh, from Owensboro, and I watched quite a bit of it. At one time, there were eighteen thousand streams running on it. Wow! Can you imagine the viewership of that? I looked back at it later on, and it was in the millions of views on that. And so, to me, that that really shows a how much he was respected and loved uh you know he, he was a, a one-time world champion for motor gp but uh i think that says way more than the single championship you know we said last week he was uh he, he's a good guy honorable just uh got the business done and was always very positive you know uh john i know you you also worked with him here at coda some doing the some of the fan forums and the question and answer sessions and you know he was always a, a guy like I felt like, you know, we'd go sit down and have a beer and just chat away. Well, he was, you know, we did. We went, we did a couple of the fan tours and where they go into the room and everybody asked questions. And he, he just looked to me and was like, what should we do next? And he was, he was never the prima donna or whatever 
or yeah. arrogant at all. He was just the nicest guy and really quiet and just said, what, what should I do next? You know, where do I go? What do I do? And it was just, you know, yeah. it was like you were, it, it, you wouldn't have guessed that this was a, a MotoGP champion and yeah. he was just such a great guy. And heartfelt. So folks, I mean, you know, what you saw on TV, if you weren't lucky to ever, you know, be in the same room or, or in his presence, what you saw on TV, that graciousness, that was truly him. Yep. Well, the uh, I was just sitting there looking at the MotoGP Twitter feed, watching a 215-mile-an-hour wheelie across the finish line for Andrea Divisioso with uh, with that monster of a motor in the Ducati. That's uh, 215. 215, yeah. <laughs> ah, wow. Vinales looked great. I mean, in fact, I was I, when Vinales was out front, I thought I, I'm not, you know, I knew Dovey could catch him in the straights, but I just I didn't really expect him to get past him. But there was a mistake. Uh, Vinales made a mistake to let Dovey pass, and I, you know, and I'm not sure if that's what gave him the race, but but that was definitely a mistake from Vinales, and uh, and Dovey ran with it from there. All right, well, guys, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk some more IndyCar. In fact, we'll get a little in depth. We have a lot of interviews. Uh, recorded interviews with a bunch of the drivers, but of course we have the winner of the weekend's race. Graham Rahal is going to join us at about 740. You're listening to Speed City live from Austin, Texas. We'll be back after these messages. Augusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only MB Augusta and Ducati factory authorized technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutali Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by MB Augusta. Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the World Supersport winning triple F3, 675 and 800. Or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 MV Augusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade-in, consignments welcome and financing available. Ducati Austin and the home of MV Augusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I-35. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. Get the latest business news from CNBC. Weekday mornings at 6.30 and 8.30 and weekday afternoons at 12.30, 4.30 and 5.30. We make you smarter, hopefully it'll also make you some money. Stay connected with Talk 1370, the, the right, right choice. Hey Austin, wake up and fly right on Talk 1370. My name is Christina Nelson, and this is Speed City. I had a little John Belushi go a little bit there. there. You go. A little Christina Nelson. Yeah. Talking Ferrari drivers there. Hey, I got to tell you, next weekend, remind you, come on out to the Circuit of Americas. Join the Speed City crowd. Even better, join the Ferrari crowd. Come on. <laughs> Everybody looks good in red. Come on out. Uh, June 11th, 40 years of Ferrari and the Canadian 
Grand Prix will be celebrated. Yes, Ferrari's older than 40 years, but there are going to be 40 years of historic Ferraris lined up at Circuit of America's next Sunday, June 11th, starting at noon, going to about 3 o'clock. We're going to have a watch party for the Canadian Grand Prix, but then there's an extra special cool event I want everybody to uh, get involved in. In fact, if you yourself or you know somebody that is blind or visually impaired in any way, I particularly want to invite you all to come out to a car show. You're going less, really? Huh. We go to a car show. Well, we don't get to touch cars. Well, first of all, Ferraris do sound pretty good. They do sound good. They've got a reputation for that. As you they know. do. They do. <laughs> but uh, this is a really special event. Uh, John and I were involved in a show several years ago and a uh, different mark. But this is the same show. This is something just giving folks that are blind or visually impaired a chance to really enjoy the car's uh that they cannot visualize and they're going to visualize them in the way they do. They get, you know, very soft gloves and the owners of these Ferraris, including all the way back, there's going to be a prototype Dino there. 1969. Wow. The, I have That's worth on, a pretty penny that probably a few million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also Eight have a probably. pretty good, uh, also have a pretty good uh, inclination that there's going to be a Ferrari F40 there. Ooh, nice. Now get this. These folks that come and are blind, visually impaired, get to get some soft gloves and they get to run their hands all over these shapes and help them visualize what we've all been blessed with seeing. And so uh, I'll tell you, it is very emotional for me to, to get to see that occur. And I'm really proud of Ferrari of Austin and the Ferrari Club of America Hills Country Chapter proud of all those guys for stepping in and doing this uh we had a meeting they asked said we want to do something cool for somebody and uh yeah it just so happened i just spoke about this other event and i offered it to them and they're like we're in can we do it at the track made a call we're in that's awesome here we go that's come june join us 11th june 11th at noon circle of the americas we're going to be in the velocity lounge i hope y'all make a point of coming out and uh not only enjoying the Canadian Grand Prix with us, but uh, stick around and check out the Ferraris. Great bit of history there. That's amazing to watch the visually impaired people, uh, This how their faces light up when they get to do that. So that's going to be cool. All right, guys, let's talk some IndyCar because we got Graham Rehal coming on. I just got a text from the uh, the press people at IndyCar. He's going to make it to the show tonight. He's going to be probably about 745, but, uh, but let's talk some IndyCar now because we've got, uh, we've got several interviews, we uh, little clips we want to play. But this weekend was in Detroit was uh, really it's a little bit different from the previous years because they they smoothed out the track a little bit. In fact, I want to start with the first clip from Alexander Rossi because Rossi, as you know, last year rookie won the Indy Five Hundred, had never that been guy. to Detroit, yeah. right? And when he said he got on that rough track, uh, let's play this clip, and I want you to hear what how he describes what he thought was happening when he first raced on Detroit. Uh, well, so let's hear from Alexander Rossi. Well, I know this place now, and I know what to expect a little bit. It was a huge eye-opener last year. I literally thought the car was breaking um, over the bumps. So now it's normal, and I uh, feel good about it, and, and just excited that we have a good starting spot. Yeah, they... <laughs> breaking apart over the bumps. Yeah, the car breaking. So, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, this year, the car, the track was smoothed out. It was actually a big part of the story this weekend because, man, it still looks rough. I mean, you see those cars bouncing down the track. I can't imagine how bad it was last year compared. Well, you remember the Houston race that we covered years ago, and, you know, that was a disastrous track. And, uh, you know, I remember being there in a conference, and 
Graham Rahal bringing it up. It's like that hump that is seriously dangerous. And then uh, I forget who it was, Elio maybe, but uh, took flight off the bump and hit the fence. But, oh yeah, uh, who was that? I, I don't recall. But uh, yeah, you know, it, it's it's something else. The street races are very different. That so if you're you're here in the Central Texas area or really anywhere, imagine a city park that you go to that has some roads going through it. That is what they were driving on. Yeah, that yeah. is what that course is. It is street. It is daily driven. They are roads that are not intended for really high speed, and yet somebody's got the idea to put an Indy car on it and put on a great show, no less. Yeah, it was fun to watch, and uh, I want to play some other clips here because we've got uh, here. Let's let's play this one from Takuma Sato because obviously after winning the Indy Five Hundred, uh, you know these guys. He, he went through the tour of all the media, and, and then they got to jump right in it and go to, you know, because really, if you think about it, the way the Indy 500 counts dual points, and then you got the duel in Detroit, so you really got four races worth of points all in one and all the pressure and all of what he went through after winning the 500. Oh, exactly. So, I mean, so talk about the double points. He only has one win, one win, excuse me, but he hits 292 points off that one win. Yeah, yeah. Launched him into third place. All right, well, let's hear from Takuma Sato. It was tough, um, but the boy did a great job. I think, um, you know, we had a no mistake. We'd done everything we could. Unfortunately, we didn't quite have a speed for the winning car today. Congrats to the Graham and uh, Tim Rejo, a fantastic achievement. We will gather the data and uh, look forward to the rest of the season. Yeah, love it, love it. So, uh, you know, let's run down the standings currently. Scott Dixon, we had him on for qualifying on the pole at Indy. He's currently first with 303 points. Always uh, always fun, yeah, neat, really calm guy. You know, if you saw that accident that he had with Indy, totally going airborne over that and coming out, banged up his ankles. He's doing okay. Uh, saw some reports with him for this weekend, and uh, he's still a little bit tender, but he was released to run with it. Uh, Elio Castroneves. Yeah, and you know what? He's a left foot breaker too, and that which was a big deal. You know, ah, interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, Elio is second place with two hundred and ninety five points, uh, two poles, no wins, but uh, doesn't matter. There's points all over the place to collect, and then Takuma Sato in third place as we spoke. So that's uh, that gives you the first three. We're gonna have uh, Graham on here in a little bit. Graham is up to six with two wins all this weekend. How cool is that? I think there ought to be bonus points if you do something like that. But yeah. That's got him up to 251 points, sixth place right now. But, uh, you know, uh, Graham has a uh, connection to Austin, and so uh, I'm going to ask him if he'll uh, come down and visit his buddy and, and meet us out at the track. What's his connection? Well, uh, we've got this fantastic uh, car company here called Elite motorsports oh okay that's right he SW. knows sw that's the nsw right. are buddies and so uh fantastic grew i was texting back and forth with sw earlier and uh we're gonna tell graham hello for him but <laughs> i think there's a reason he needs to come to town we need to get him in some of those new formula cars that are out at the circuit of americas who else to shake down a couple of those <laughs> yeah that's that's not bad all right we got a couple more clips i want to play um from the indycar race today let's uh Will Power is uh, is up next. Let's go ahead and play the Will cl- Power clip, and then we'll talk about that. Great strategy and, and a good uh, good finish. So really happy, really happy to get the Verizon Chevy in P3 on the podium. 
Do you have anything at the end on the restart? Um, I really, my only shot was probably uh, getting through the turn two a little better. Just wasn't quite close enough. So, um, and it was my teammate, so I wasn't going to take a big risk. Yeah, you know, Will's uh, being conservative, and I think that's a good thing to do right now for him. He's he's back. Uh, gosh, I want to say around eighth place currently, and so that is uh, not a place. Not real comfortable, but not bad. Uh, but, yeah, he's eighth place with 233 points. He's got a win and three poles. He's got it in him. You know, he's always delivered well, but uh, he's also very smart, and he's not one to be real aggressive. Uh, he and Rossi, you know, were close to each other. Rossi, actually, we skipped him. Rossi's up in seventh right now with 246. No wins, no poles this year. I, I do like the way Will Power just sounds like he lost every race when he's – we did a really good job today. It's really we did fantastic. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's <laughs> reading somebody else's script. <laughs> just, but you know what? That's probably one of the things that makes him such a good driver. He's such an even keel guy, right? Yeah, and well, you know, we've seen that with uh, talk about even keels. Alexander Rossi was so methodical when we first met him, and talking about the things that he was going through with uh, when he was over in the. Uh, FIA GP series and uh, th- those are just something else you know it takes that kind of personality to me I think that uh, I don't know there's some of them that that <laughs> might not be exciting to talk to but watches <laughs> racing that's what he gets paid for <laughs> exactly absolutely all right we got another let's hear uh, let's hear this other clip <clears throat> other IndyCar clip this is uh, this is Joseph Newgarden let's play that Graham and those guys they did a great job so congrats to them um, you know for us we came up a little bit shy in the race, I think, just from um, really our second to last stint. We got held up a little bit on our strategy, but, um, you know, still a great run for us. We're going to be pretty happy with P2 and super stoked for, for Verizon and, and Hum and everyone involved in this number two car. I think it was still a good weekend for us at Team Penske. And happy to be in Detroit. You know, this is Chevrolet City. I was trying to get Chevrolet that victory, but we just couldn't get it done. You know, New Garden came out. They were Everybody was saying uh, they're on television. They were going, you know, what's he going to do? How's he going to, you know, he had, uh, he had half of the push to pass time that Ray Hall did. I mean, Ray Hall had that thing when they went to the red flag with, with uh, what was it, two laps left. There was no nobody going to catch him unless he made some giant crazy mistake. So um, there was not, New York was not going to catch him. But um, we just got a couple minutes left. Let us uh, let me just touch on some F1. Obviously, F1 had the weekend off. But, uh, you know, obviously the, the one of the big stories has been that Lewis Hamilton and talking about... Uh, talking about IndyCar and how it, basically what he said was he said if Alonso can come in and do that well having never done this before you know must not be that great well I like what Graham Rahal said about that <laughs> what Graham say well Graham was saying he said that well you know I guess if I went out in racing week you know and all I had to do was you know beat my teammate and, and then you have to worry about anybody else in the field you know which is there's a lot of truth to that yeah, yeah, yeah. it was pretty good it was pretty funny so <clears throat> it's been an interesting little argument to watch but some of the other stories in f1 right now i mean we're talking coming up got the canadian grand prix coming up and that is going to be uh the 50th i believe it's been 50 years since the first canadian grand prix coming up next weekend so that'll be pretty cool and the uh the other big stories in f1 right now really it's just um, you know, Michael Schumacher, by the way, has the most poles in the Canadian Grand Prix. So, uh, Lewis Hamilton has five in the Canadian Grand Prix. So that's going to be fun to watch and see if he can do that. 
And it'll be fun to watch Lewis Hamilton if, he, if anybody asks him about IndyCar next weekend because I hope I hope some of the European press will do that. I hope so. I hope so. I'd, I'd like to hear that and uh, see how, how they respond to it. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now because we're going to try to get in another segment before we talk to Graham Ray Hall. He's going to call in about 15, 20 minutes. We are Speed City and live from Austin, Texas, and we'll be right back after these quick messages. If you've ridden motorcycles in this part of the country for long, no doubt you know of Bud's Motorcycle Shop. Bud left this world a while back, but his legendary Harley service rides on. No longer is Bud's in downtown Austin, it is now Ravel's Heavy Duty, and they've moved out by the Formula One track. You'll see all the familiar faces, so bring in your new, used, and abused, but there's no sign of shiny showroom prices. So check it out at RavelsHeavyDuty.com. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. The Racetrack. It's where legends are born, where only the finest machines earn their reputation for innovation and dominance. Such are the nameplates you'll find at Aston Martin of Austin, Lotus of Austin, Bentley Austin and Rolls-Royce motorcars. Austin exotic, iconic automobiles whose racing heritage turns everyday driving into an inspiring journey because you're never just along for the ride. Highway 183 north of McNeil Road. Take talk with you anywhere with the all-new Talk 1370 app. Listen to your favorite shows, keep up with the latest breaking news, and more. Search for Talk 1370 in the App Store or find the links at talk1370.com. It's anywhere I need. Talk 1370, the right choice. The right choice for breaking news first. Talk 1370, the right choice. City. Welcome back to Speed City, home of the championships. Girls and motorcycles. There you go. Oh, yeah, that's right. What do you got there? You got uh, some more girl hey, and motorcycle stories? You bet. You know, uh, last year we did a great story. We've been following an organization. I hope you are with it. And if you haven't uh, heard that segment, we'll put it out again. But uh, motorcycle-missions.org is a, a very heartfelt organization founded by uh, one of our audience members that I met at one of the bike nights. Crystal Hess co-founded this with a couple of folks that all have a passion for helping veterans, and particularly veterans that deal with PTSD. They do it in a way uh, Crystal actually has some background in helping with these folks and first responders. And uh, she's a has a love for motorcycles and particularly building them. She also, in fact, won a build off comp- nationwide build off competition, uh, beating out some names you've probably heard of. So, uh, yesterday we had the big debut, and uh, she invited me to come out and be there for it. it. Was really cool. They took an old Harley Springer from the '90s, built up just this amazing bike, and what's so special about it is. 
it's actually the veterans and first responders dealing with PTSD that do the work and they learn skills and you know a lot of what they deal with is uh, confidence and so this helps them build confidence and see value they build a motorcycle and then they actually give it away to another well-deserving veteran and so uh, really cool to see that uh, you know thank you crystal and everybody for that support that organization if you are of the like to uh, help folks with that please go visit motorcycle missions.org they've got a way to donate whether you want to donate parts motorcycles talent money i think they'll take money they've got ways <laughs> of spending it but uh, really it is a, a very heartfelt it is a 5013c it is legit come check it out and especially if you're coming in next weekend for the rot rally be sure and follow them on facebook and you'll catch them there uh, one other event going on next weekend is uh, Ravel's Biker Memorial Open House. Be sure and come on out to Ravel's Heavy Duty Cycles. You hear them advertising with us. They're out right by the Circuit of the Americas on FM 812. And uh, there'll be uh, things on the grill that they're going to be serving you lunch <laughs> and uh, serving you something cold to drink, too. Let's just leave it a little general there. But uh, come <laughs> well, out. They are right next to Bubba's. No telling what they're uh, yeah, hey, hey, come on now. Come on now. So... <laughs> So there you go. Yeah, definitely come out there, uh, see all the stock. Remember, it used to be Bud's Motorcycle here in Austin. So uh, a lot of fun events going around Rot Rally. Pay attention to Speed City. We'll get you to the right places. All right. Well, we're going to jump right into the Red Bull Rally Cross because Jonathan Green has just called in. He's, he was on the bus a while ago. So if Short he, bus? <laughs> that goes without saying. <laughs> so he may be talking quiet. Mr. Green, how are you? I've been special for a long time. You know that, Les. <laughs> I've sat next to you on the short bus. Yes, I know. <laughs> I just take. I just took a ride home with Austin Dine, who's part of Oh, dude, Ray Hall Letterman. Oh, yeah. Team. So everyone's celebrating for Graham's great victory, double. And um, yeah, we've had a fantastic Red Bull weekend too. Uh, definitely, GRC. Um, it's probably one of the best venues we've been to. Great crowd. And really good fun. A lot of fun. Rains right at the end, but that's just our won't. Seems to rain everywhere we go. <laughs> but um, all good fun. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, what a great connection to, to the Ray Hall <laughs> team, man. <laughs> Speed know, City, cool? brought to you well, by Graham Ray Hall. Ready Autosport, of course. And we've also got Reinhold, as well, Reinhold racing as well. And we've also got Brian Herder racing. So, Yeah, there's a, a bunch connection. of... That's right. There's a bunch of teams that have got crossovers there. That's pretty cool. Man, that Red Bull, yeah. that Global Rally Cross, we've got our intern, uh, Matt, who's sitting across from me right now. And, and so a few years ago when he first came to Coda, I said, you know, how did you get, you know, how did you get in, in excited about uh, motorsports to begin with? And he said, man, I think it was Ken Block. He was watching Ken Block oh, videos yeah. on, uh, on YouTube or whatever. And, uh, and this is the same thing. This is crazy 600 horsepower, little tiny cars. What a blast. So, Jonathan, tell us about this weekend. I know we have that little clip from the winner, Steve Arpin, but tell us about this weekend. Well, this weekend was a, our first doubleheader. So we had uh, we had two rounds, one in Memphis, which was run by Scott Speed. We had another round in Louisville a couple of weeks ago, just before the Indy 500, and that was won um, by um, Sebastian Erickson, and it was Honda's first win. And then we had the doubleheader starting yesterday, and that was won by Tanner Faust. Um, uh, in the Volkswagen. So three different winners, three different manufacturers, really exciting. And Faust and Speed have been going at it. Uh, they're teammates in the VW 
team, um, but they've been going at it wheel to wheel for the last two years. And in fact, Faust's win equaled the record of career wins in the series, equal with his teammate, Scott Speed. So that means they both won 12 each. And that's how it stands at the moment, because in our doubleheader today, Steve Arpin took victory, his second victory um, of his career, and uh, a brilliant victory, too, because um, it looked as though it was all going Faust's way, but Faust crashed out while leading, and Arpin picked up the pieces and ran it home. All right, well, you, let's go ahead and play this interview with Steve Arpin. We're going to maybe not hear the whole thing, Jonathan, but we'll have to we'll cut out of it. But let's hear this uh, interview with Steve Arpin. Okay, Speed City fans, you can hear from my voice, the man next to me has made me hoarse, quite literally, because I haven't, <laughs> because I haven't got any voice left. It's Steve Arpin, the Canadian winner of today's race here in Connecticut. Uh, Steve, uh, fantastic um, result for you, two weeks before going home to Canada, great, great way to do it. It's, uh, it, it, this, this is all about people. This is, we have six guys, but we have the six best guys in the sport working on my car. It's absolutely incredible. This Jacob wrap is seeming to be a, a lucky wrap, right? Yeah, that's the blue. You had the yellow yesterday, but the blue came good and won you. Absolutely. So the car was fast all day. The Volkswagens were better than us. They were just hands down faster than us. Tanner was in a league of his own this weekend, and we knew the only thing we could do was try and push as hard as we could to pressure him, follow him to the Joker, just stay there so he had to see us in his rearview mirror. And it was a tough racetrack. Like, that racetrack was so hard. Jonathan, it sounds like uh, you had a good time this weekend. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> and two different winners. And now, with Arpin winning, uh, before we head to another doubleheader in Ottawa, um, it's really close now. Arpin's right up there with the two Volkswagen boys, and he's taking it to them. So it's going to be a really long and fast championship. Hey, folks, I want, I want you all to do something. If you don't already follow Speed City on Facebook, do it. And the reason I tell you that is because Jonathan fires up Facebook Live and he goes walking around, sometimes putting himself in embarrassing situations, sometimes somebody else. Sometimes he follows a media person into a car and watches <laughs> them blast off in one of these cars and screech like a little girl. So It's so funny you say that. I, I was just thinking that. I watched him. It was so funny, Jonathan, the, the walkthrough you did. It was several minutes on Facebook Live. It was so good. It's the last thing I said to my wife. I said, watch Jonathan's Facebook. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. but, so uh, you definitely want to follow that so you'll get the alerts when uh, Jonathan fires up. Hey, Jonathan, we got to go to break because uh, we got uh, Graham Rahal coming on pretty quick. Are you going to try to stick with us through that? Yeah, I, I can stick with you guys. All right, well, go get some uh, some hot tea and maybe something else in there to, to, to clear up the throat, and uh, we'll be back here in a minute. You got it. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. Ambi Augusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only Ambi Augusta and Ducati factory authorized technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutali Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by Ambi Augusta. 
Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the World Supersport winning triple F3, 675 and 800. Or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 MV Augusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade-in, consignments welcome and financing available. To Caddy Austin and the home of MV Augusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I-35. Get breaking news, exclusive contests, and more delivered right to your inbox. I like knowing things. Join the Right Choice Club at Talk1370.com and you'll be in the know. Just go to Talk1370.com and click on the Right Choice Club from Talk 1370. The Right Choice. Talk 1370. The Right Choice. Hi there, my name's Derek Bell. This is Speed City. Welcome back, Speed City. Derek Bell, he's, gets, he uh, did a pretty good job on the racetrack. He's done all right. Yep, he has done very well. All right, we're uh, we're waiting on Graham Rahal to call in, winner of both races in Detroit at the IndyCar this weekend. Jonathan, I guess there was a bit of talk about IndyCar out there at uh, the Red Bull Global Rallycross, guys, right? Absolutely, and of course, you know, I mean, Andretti is still kind of floating, if you will. Um, the press officer for... Uh, Indy Lights uh, was also the press office for Andretti here. Uh, so, yeah, they're very familiar. And, in fact, one of the uh, engineers, the team manager on the Andretti Speed and Fast car, was also working on Alonso's car during the 500. So there's a great crossover there, too. So a lot of guys and the mechanics and so on swap forth. So, yeah, a lot of interest. And, in fact, we had the double here this weekend because we had uh, Colin Brown from Texas and John Bennett did the double because they did a race at IMSA at Belle Isle and then they took a helicopter and made the final yesterday. <laughs> Man, you know. So that was our first ever double. Yeah, it, there are some serious race drivers in Red Bull Global. Scott Speed, former F1, former F1 driver. I mean, obviously Tanner Faust and, uh, I mean, you say Colin Brown. So there's obviously some great drivers in that series. But, hey, Jonathan, I think we have our special guest on the line. We are so excited here on Speed City to welcome Graham Rahal, who just won both races in Detroit. Graham Rahal, Boom. welcome to Speed City. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, welcome back. And and by the way, a special message from your buddy here in Austin, SW, says congrats, dude. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> so I was texting with him earlier. I saw he texted me actually, but uh, it's uh, it's hard to kind of catch up, honestly. But you know he's a he's a great guy. We have a lot of fun talking cars and things like that. It is, it is. You got to come visit, and uh, I'm going to say this: we have some open wheels over here at Circuit of Americas now. I want to see you on this track, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no, man, it'd be great. Uh, you know, I'd love to see IndyCar come down there and race there. Obviously, Formula One does, but you know, I know the show that IndyCar Racing puts on. We could. Uh, we could, oh, we could pull it away there. We could have a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a great day, great weekend here uh, for us. And, uh, you know, it's great to, to carry some momentum out of the month of May, uh, which is long, obviously, with the Indy 500 and everything else going on. You know, come up here to Detroit uh, with the United Rentals car and, uh, and, and, you know, sweep the weekend. Well, John and I were arguing. He says there's been a double winner once. I was saying I could not recall any of them. Do you recall? Well, I didn't think so, but somebody told me um, 
There's never been one in Detroit, but somebody told me that uh, when we did one in in uh, Toronto, um, you know that, uh, that 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 somebody won the double up there. But I'm not sure if that's true or okay. not. This is America. Uh, we don't way. care about them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it is. I got a question for you. Go ahead, Jonathan. This Jonathan Green. Yeah, I'm I'm calling in from. I've just been watching your team with Austin Dine um, doing the, the rally cross. Uh, but I was at the 500 last week and. You know, I'm so happy for you because your form this year, and, I, and you, I just want to get you put your finger on it, but it's just been, you know, you, you seem to have really advanced and really seem confident in the car. And, 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 and I, when, when everybody told me you'd won today, I wasn't surprised because this has been coming. Do you feel that? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I just think our guys have, have done a really good job. And, you know, they've kept their chin up. I mean, we, we've, we've had some really strong performances, you know. It's just... As everybody knows with racing, I mean, there's there's a heck of a lot of luck that goes into this, too. And so, uh, you know, unfortunately, that hasn't been on our side recently. Uh, but today or this weekend, at least, you know, the, the, the trouble kind of stayed away from us. Um, you know, our guys did a great job in the pits. We were able to just work hard. And uh, the car was phenomenal, obviously. But, you know, I did feel it coming. Um, you know, I was just told a stat a minute ago that, that over the last uh, 30 races we won five of them so uh that's pretty strong you know when you when you really think about it and uh i'm certainly proud of our guys for making that happen yeah well you guys uh proud this weekend it's a dominant weekend i mean just looked so strong qualify everything all weekend long it just looked like you guys could do no wrong and uh so what were you thinking i have to ask you this i was sitting there watching the the race and at the last when you had the uh, the red flag and you're sitting in the car you've had this incredible weekend and you're just sitting there with just that little tiny bit to go what's running through your mind well yeah i mean it, it was uh it was definitely uh frustrating with the red flag and all that sort of thing i you know um certainly wasn't excited to see it come out you know i knew that we were we were really really strong and so uh you know i just wanted to kind of run it to the finish and 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 have some clean air and go but uh you know that wasn't the case this time around so uh we just have to uh had to keep our heads down try to get away from new garden um you know and and uh and finish it off and luckily we did i think we let 96 of the 140 laps possible this weekend and you know with all the uh with all the strategies and everything else going on that's a pretty strong performance so uh again you know really proud of uh of my team um they've done a, a, a tremendous job Man. Absolutely. Well, I know now I remember last time we had John, you were real involved. You're always involved with charities, but uh, do you have a favorite right now that you're involved? With? I wanted, I was thinking you had some program you were doing. Well, yeah, turns for troops is our, our, our latest uh, initiative and it's what we've been doing with United rentals. And basically what we do is for every lap complete, um, United rentals donate $50, uh, you know, per lap. So you're looking at uh, $7,000 for this weekend overall, uh, you know, which was, uh, which was really good. But in May alone, we raised about, uh, 48,330 bucks or something. So, you know, really proud of, of that as well. Um, you know, our, our goal is to help Soldiers Strong. Uh, and, and basically what, what Soldiers Strong does is, is help vets get, vets get back on their feet again. Uh, you know, exoskeleton suits and things like that. So, you know, again, really, uh, really pleased that we we completed all the laps, raised a lot of money, uh, had a good weekend. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's fantastic. That's a lot of money. You ought to ask them about uh, maybe what they might do on the rate of uh, when you're leading laps. That 96 might have <laughs> added up added up even nicer. But uh, but hey, Grandma, uh, you know maybe that, that's a good idea. Maybe not a bad one. I'll throw that I don't out. know. Not, we'll, maybe we'll not see. after this weekend. They're second guessing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I want to ask you something. I, I really, it was really emotional watching you with your dad. I mean, that's got to be really, really special for you guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's great, and you know, it's uh, it's been awesome to have my my pops here uh, this weekend, and you know, to to see both wins and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, he's uh, he's been a huge uh, influence on my entire life, as as everybody can imagine, and uh, to get a couple wins like that, I know is is special for him. Well, I heard y'all are going out to dinner, so you you definitely need to you know bump it up a little. Get that uh, the double cheese steak burger tonight. You know he can afford that for you. But uh, yeah, that, that's a cool steak and shake you know sponsorship there that you've got going. I was joking around with somebody about it, and I said, yeah, he'll get the double tonight. <laughs> the double. So, yeah, that'd be that'd be good, man. That'd be good. That's a that's a good point. So you know, as soon as I'm done with media here, we'll we'll head off and get some food. Well, you're going to be. Uh, yeah, we'll bug you again next weekend because we're coming to Texas, or at least I'm. Yeah, that's right. And hey, folks, you got to get there early because uh, I don't know who doesn't want a uh, Graham Rahal bobblehead. <laughs> exactly. Who doesn't want that? Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, for the first 20,000 fans, are giving away uh, bobbleheads of me. So. Um, you know, get one, enjoy it, and uh, and again, we're going back as a defending champion. Uh, we put on on the best race you'll ever see in Texas. So, uh, and he does uh, you know, like Texas. I'll say after last year, camp and then try to, to to win again and and do uh, do three in a row. Oh yeah, that would Definitely. be nice. That would. Hey, be Graham, cool. I got to ask you one last question. We we ask this of every driver. This is kind of what's something we like to do. Is is uh, but it's a two part question for you. I want to ask you what your daily driver is. And number two, did you buy it from SW? <laughs> the answer is no. Uh, <laughs> and my daily driver is has lately been an accurate TLX A spec, which is just about to come out. I absolutely love the thing there. I got a, a pre production, but my what I daily drive most of the time is my Acura NSX. So, uh, uh, wait, I what generation? The new one. New oh one. my gosh. We've been looking and, at who's. Uh, I, <laughs> we've been talking I to a bunch of the Acura drivers and stuff, and we found out you're the guy that's driving the one. <laughs> Finally yeah, found well, it. I, I, obviously, my race number is 15, and they and they got me uh, chassis VIN number 15. So, uh, oh, that's you're kidding! In, uh, in my collection forever. Wow, that's amazing. Hey, so uh, well, Graham, I know you are booked up. I got one last thing. We're going to divert away from IndyCar. I was. Watching some of the qualifying yesterday from New England Nationals, the NHRA event. And, uh, folks, Graham's wife is is darn fast to run on. Courtney Force, you know that name. But uh, Courtney had a major explosion yesterday. I saw her get out of the car. Did she check out okay? Yeah, I know. She's okay. She's all right. So, uh, you know, I'll uh, I'll see her tomorrow. And, uh, you know, I'm sure she's I'm sure she's doing well. But, of course, as you can imagine, with something like that, it, 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 it rattles you pretty good. But... Um, you know, she's all good. So uh, I'm excited to see her tomorrow. Fantastic. Well, give her our best. You know, I, I've been in the stands and felt that percussion in the stands. I can't imagine sitting behind it and with yeah. it 10 feet away from you. Well, Graham Rahal, thank you so much for coming back on Speed City. Man, congratulations on an amazing weekend. So dominant, incredible, and, and thanks a lot. We'll see you in Texas next weekend. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. Travel safe. We'll thanks a lot. Thanks, Graham. 
Yeah, that's uh, – I really I, – I knew he had to go, man. He's got a time. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to ask him one last question about – Oh, darn. What were you going to well, ask I was just going to ask Here, him I'll, about – I'll try to stand in. No. <laughs> well, okay, do it. I, I was going to ask him about Lewis Hamilton, if he had any any words for Lewis Hamilton after his oh, Well, I've seen, I've seen Graham yeah, respond. Yeah, I got the answer for that one. Bring it on, Lewis. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking there's a shake of the head. A little bowing of the chest. Bring it on, Britt. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny. As much as Lewis Hamilton loves the United States and, you know, likes to come here and and uh, and talk great about it, it the, the little trash talk about Indy, I didn't thought about that aspect. He does it. Over, he loves it here. He does love it. But, you know, that's something I'll say, you know, except for the soccer or football, if you're British, <laughs> that's about the only time I really see any trash talking from the Brits, you know? Maybe yeah. that's something he's getting from the, his American exposure that he's going to trash talk a little bit. If we bit just now. had a Brit to ask this question of, darn oh, it. Let me see. Yeah, hmm. but yeah that, exactly. <laughs> now, listen, chap. <laughs> let me just put you straight here. Lewis Hamilton is not a big fan of Alonso. If you remember, they were together once, and ah. together not being the operative word, at McLaren. It didn't work out so well. So I think because Alonso was getting limelight in Monaco and, and was the darling of the Indy 500 this year, maybe there was where, that's where Lewis is, you know, kind of coming from. Yeah. Sour grapes. That is, uh, that's really, that's, that's interesting. I bet you're right, Jonathan. <laughs> it's worth a thought. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, speaking of F1 and Indy, it, you know, it's funny. I, I was thinking about the criticism, everybody talking about how Indy's been so entertaining and, and Formula One can be accused of not being entertaining. But it, to me, it's, it's a very different thing that, you know, IndyCar is, uh, you know, with how many how many different drivers led? How many different lap? I mean, lead changes were like thirty five lead changes in the Indy five hundred last week, and it, yeah, it's very exciting. But when I think of Formula One, it's it is different. Yeah, the the technology's higher. I mean, the 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 G forces are higher. The the money is astronomical. And then there's the you know the the movie stars and everything. It's just a whole different animal. And I love to watch both. I, I mean, IndyCar has been phenomenal to watch this year. But I can't say that I, I don't love uh, that I, that I like it any more than watching Formula One. I've really loved them both. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Les. I I definitely like them both. Now I, I'll say that uh, you know before Mario Andretti won the world champion for Formula One, IndyCar is what I watched. But predominantly, you know, back in those days, you didn't have uh, the the season as thick as it was, and predominantly we watched the Indy Five Hundred. You know, I was following the Texans, you know, Johnny Rutherford, A.J. Foyt, and the likes. And so that was uh, that was what drew me to that. But uh, I'm going to say they're both great racing. They're different, very different in technology. Uh, to me, it's it's just uh, a shame we can't get them here in Austin. Yeah. Indy cars. <laughs> that is the most important thing I, uh, out of all this discussion. We need IndyCar in Austin. I like that idea. What about you, Jonathan? Yeah, I mean, I, as you know, I mean, when, when Indy's strong and when Formula One's strong, motor racing is strong. And I think, you know, I've never, I, like you, I, I mean, you know, give me two ants, two snails, and I'll, I'll watch it if they race it racing. <laughs> and I, you know, I just love the fact that Indy is back to where its former glory was because back in the heydays when Mansell, uh, remember, Nigel Mansell won the world championship and then went to Indy. Um, you know, Jacques Villeneuve, Formula One world champion and Indy champion. So there's a lot of crossover. And sometimes we forget. We cloud the history. 
And of course, I think because they feel like they've competed against each other, um, you know, both the organizations have kind of separated each other and tried to kind of distance each other from, from, from each other. But when Fernando Alonso does what he did last weekend, then, you, you know, it cuts right through it because, you know, he was in his first time out competitive and he loved every minute of it and he will be back, I can assure you. You've got Montoya who's done both. You've got Rahul who is, you know, um, won't ever go to Formula One. He doesn't need to, but he is totally capable. And that's what I think needs to be mentioned here is you know, the drivers that you see in Indy are as good as the Formula One drivers. I mean, Gutierrez coming in this weekend, 19th. And that just tells you everything you need to know. It's not a simple thing to walk in here. So I think that the, what people need to understand is that the level of driver, forget the car for a second, is very, very equal. Yeah, that's a really good uh, good point, Jonathan. I mean, again, Gutierrez, but yeah, all these different. Uh, you know, we're, they were Lewis Hamilton saying that it was amazing that I mean, he was throwing a dig at Indy by saying that Alonso came in and did as well as he did uh, without having experience. But Alonso's the best of the best in, in Formula One, arguably uh, as good or if not better than Lewis Hamilton. And so you take some of these guys in India that at the very top of their game and. Put them in an F1 car. Well, I'll, throw, I'll throw it back at Lewis because if Lewis is listening, and he might be because he's a good friend of Lewis. If Lewis <laughs> is listening, I don't reckon he could achieve what Alonso achieved in the amount of time that he did. And I reckon he would not have competed and led 27 laps as Alonso did. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, well, real quick, guys, we just got a, a minute or so left in the show. I want to touch on a couple of things. One, it's getting close to Lamar. Oh, and yeah. uh, and also, you know, we got an email from the guys at uh, FIAWC reminding us about the uh, the U.S. Formula Four Championship also going to be at the Lone Star Le Mans in September. So we got and to, the Renault V eight. Yep, and the Renault V eight. This is going to be really cool. But I want to leave the last few seconds here. We've got less than a minute, Jonathan. I just wanted to touch on what happened in uh, in London, and I, you know, I wanted to, you to. I mean, it's just a horrific thing, and we don't talk about a lot of this stuff, but there's such a we, – we have a big U.K. audience as well, and I just wanted to get your take on that. Yeah, my heart goes out to what's happened in the last few weeks in my home country of, and in Manchester, which is actually where I'm from. I'm, 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 my family are from 20 miles from there. Um, very sad indeed, and of course, London was my home for a long, long time. And it's very scary. You know, um, I'm very saddened by it all, and I'm glad that – like you say, you, you have time to mention that. So, um, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, but it's very, very sad, and I just hope that uh, we can all live through this. All right, Greeny. Well, thanks a lot, buddy. we got to go. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to Speed City. Talk to you next week. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.